Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. If tonight's movie night is just what you need, make it special with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's 2.35 a.m. in a wide-body jet somewhere over the Pacific Ocean, and you're listening to Night Call. Hello, and welcome to Night Call, a podcast to keep you company on those strange days and lonely nights. My name is Emily Yoshida. I am once again here in Los Angeles. You can't keep me away. And I am joined, as ever, by Molly Lambert and Tess Lynch, of course. Hello. Hello. (laughs) And of course, I'm Tess Lynch. (laughs) Charmed, I'm sure. We are back together in the same room. I have just gotten off a plane from New York. It is about uh, 1.30 p.m. as we record this and I I woke up at local time 1:30 a.m. so 
I'm just like you're in the um, Langoliers, which is the theme yes, of this episode. Yes, we're in a we're in a air 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 flight air flight. Yes, just air flight <laughs> an themed air, episode, an aerospace travel <laughs> themed episode. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I feel like I've been on a zillion planes recently. I've watched a lot of Succession, as I was telling Molly and Tess. That's now my my plane show. So, um, have you guys seen the Langoliers? I've never seen the Langoliers. I think I read it a long time ago. Dude, the TV movie of the Langoliers is so good and scary it's basically who's in it uh it's a lot of things that they they then ripped off for both uh stranger things and just some other are the monsters like like the stranger things monsters or no the monsters are amazing because the langoliers are like so the langoliers is a stephen king book about people my boyfriend got me to watch it because he remembered he had watched i think when it was on originally it's so scary it's like you fall asleep on a plane and then you wake up and like almost all the people are gone except for you and a few people, mm-hmm. and then those people try to find out what happened, like what is going on. Whoa! Um, there's like nobody flying the plane or something, and basically it's like they like went in a time loop, time oh, warp. Oh yeah! But the Langoliers are these like they're described as just like giant like dust balls that roam through space, just like eating space time. So they're like yeah. not sentient; they're just things. They're sort of yeah, they're sort of like tumbleweeds that like eat everything. Wow! They're like like space time tumbleweeds. Yeah, um, huh. it's really good, and I recommend it to everybody. I'm in Maybe the right we'll frame of mind for it. Yeah, yeah, we should do a Langoliers episode. And I also like those. I I went back and watched all those '80s Stephen King like TV movie series events, yeah. like The Stand. The Stand also. is so good. Yeah, I just saw they're rebooting it. Uh, yeah, original The Stand '90s TV movie. Nice. Great thumbs yeah. up to that. I'm, Molly I'm Ringwald, Gary Sinise. I feel like I'm in. I'm, I'm now entering the right headspace for that. I, uh, I I don't know. It's like such a dark spot for me. All those Stephen King TV movies. I Tess only watched would... the It one recently. Oh, like before that the movie great. came out. Yeah, yeah it's no. so good. They're that, all so good. I don't know. They're I all good, and they're all like a. You know, they're before whatever we call like the golden age of TV. But right. they're interesting in that it's like yeah it's good to make something that's like four or six parts sometimes yeah yeah, yeah. that's a good length do you guys remember merlin did you watch yeah. merlin is that like an nbc, was an NBC what like, is it five part thing or something i feel like we mostly missed the real golden era of like TV multi-part movies. tv yeah. movie Mini events series. yeah, yeah. but Although, i mean i feel like it's kind of exists now like half the things that we like as shows are actually considered miniseries now mm-hmm. but I that's because now everything is like they sell it as a miniseries and then if it does well they make another season and right. it's a show like yeah, Big Little right. Lies or American Crime Story oh but well we can talk about, can that, talk about later. that later yeah yeah um, wait first real quick before we get into the meat of the show I just wanted to share my recent experiences um, uh, I guess in the same vein as, as food moods uh, what's 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 the good what's a good Fast fashion. Trash fashion. Fast fashion update. Fast fashion corner. We, need, we really need to come up with a tune for it. Otherwise, it can't be a recurring segment. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. By the end of the show, we'll have figured it out. Can it be the Hot Pocket song? Fast fashion. Um, I, I had to kill some time recently in Soho uh, and was walking up Broadway and decided to go into some stores I'd never been in before, but had always just walked by. I think I just consider everything around there to be something that I can't afford or it's just like I'm not in the market for, so I'm not going to go in or I'm not interested but I went into an Aritzia, and I tweeted about this, which is like the most mystifying 
like women's fashion. It's like it is fast fashion, I guess, but it's oddly expensive. Molly looked it up and apparently it's Canadian. It's from Vancouver. And then somebody tweeted us and said they have like crazy sample sales yeah, in Vancouver. The people mob like sell out like an arena. It's Whoa. like the Barneys of Canada, but it's like real that, that that's saying something. That's bad. Like <laughs> that's, <laughs> Well you were saying also uh, it's like the clothes are kind of like H and M E so it's, Yeah, th- but there's like no you can walk into a lot of stores like that and kind of be like, who's the uh, and other stories girl? Who's the, the coast girl to pick my two favorite like Scandinavian semi fast fashion brands? And you kind of have a sense of it. But this is just like all over the yes, place. Everything. It's just like everything. What uh, kind of fabrics are they working with? Are we talking like synthetic? So or? there's a lot of wool blends, like okay. wool synthetic blends, but they kind of just feel synthetic. And so when you pick them up and see that the sweater costs like 150 or $180, you're like, oh, wow, this is not uh, what I thought I was working with here. Yeah. It's like fancy it's just, themed. It's fancy themed, but it's just there's something kind of AI-ish about walking through the store. Mm -hmm. And, like, it has these weird little, like, tone poems on the tags that feel like they were written by a bot. Uh, It's very odd. Uh, I did not buy anything from Aritzia. And then I went to this other store called um, Berksha. Yeah, that one I've never heard of. So how do you spell this? I, I can't remember if it's Berksha or Bershka. I think it's Bershka. Um, and I had thought, again, this was, like, some Zara-esque or maybe more expensive type store. It is the cheapest store I've ever... It's ch- it's cheaper than Forever 21. Is it good? Not really. Oh, but it's man. like... But it's so cheap and there's so much of it. And it's yeah. much more like youth-oriented. Like it feels kind of like going into a wet seal in the 90s. Mm. There are all these like lucite blocks that say like, we celebrate the dancers and stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, but everything was kind of non-functional in the store. Like most of the mannequins were undressed and there was just like a Ooh. mess inside. And it kind of it really felt like find out. <laughs> Fall of the Empire-esque. Like, now uh, I have to know. I... I got really obsessed with the fash, in the other sense, fast fashion of Brandy Melville. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the size one opened in the Americana, and then I found out that they are like size One size only. One size only, one. and the size is small, and it's like, if you don't fit it, you can't shop there, yep. Yep. which is so shitty. And then I just like, but I went into the store just to like see what the stuff looked like. Right. And it's I was so literally, boring. first of all, they had a lot of stuff where the branding was Los Angeles 1984. <laughs> <laughs> a weird feeling. I was like, okay, yeah. now I'm already thinking about fascism. But then literally one of the tags on one of their sub labels is called John Galt. Oh, we, oh, you told me about this. Yeah. I think I remember what? this. Yeah. And That's I was just so like, odd. you guys, like, this is like, they're, they're telling us yeah. what it is. <laughs> but it's like the, the style of clothes is like girl in a country music video. It's like Abercrombie. Yeah, it's basically Abercrombie. It's like a lot of like, like skinny, like distressed jeans and plaid shirts that you're supposed to wear like unbuttoned down to like a yeah, flattering. Yeah, it's not even like a cool, scary fashion no. kid store where you're no. like, oh, of course I'm scared to shop there. But it would, all the clothes would look really good if you had a uh, platinum blonde blowout, the official hairstyle of f- female fashion. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the look. Sorry to generalize here on my call, but... So we have a lot of calls. And they're all really this good. This week on Night Call. And we're going to, yeah, we had a lot of responses to our discussion about Velvet 
I almost said Velvet Goldmine, which is a great movie, but not the movie we were talking also about. Also has we'll Tony Collette to in it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I was thinking, I watched uh, Bohemian Rhapsody recently, oh, and it yeah. just made me wish I was watching Velvet Goldmine instead. Like, I feel like the theme of movies I've been seeing recently is it's a lot more fun to, like, watch the fictionalized version where it's, like, not dependent on depicting real life events. So you can be like, it's an artist kind of like David Bowie or kind of like a glam rocker, but not have to, like, go through every single bullet in the Wikipedia article but anyway uh yeah velvet <laughs> velvet buzzsaw uh which now feels like it's been five years since it came out but it did get a lot of good responses to us about uh killer art and also yeah. art that kills and planes, yeah and planes yeah and the and the intersection thereof um, i was also saying that i went to the la art freeze and that it was exactly like velvet buzzsaw to the point that i was like is it even parody? It's just representation. Of Did what they have a hobo like. man? They had silly like sculptures. There was a a giant like ketchup bottle <laughs> cool. by Paul McCarthy. <laughs> Pop art is back, baby. <laughs> uh, it was cool because it was as tall as the water tower. It was so dumb whoa. that it was like. Oh, my God. This just reminds me of, like, did you guys read... This is still one of the most memorable New Yorker profiles to me, the profile of um, of Scooter Braun in The New Yorker, where the reporter just, like, followed him around going to all these, like, shitty pop art galleries in Los Angeles Ooh. and, like, buying art for his home. Just, like, the worst stuff, the worst, like, faux Banksy type stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, I will just say that as I walked into the art fair, the guy in front of me was wearing a full Adidas jumpsuit and a cowboy hat. Cool. I kind of respect <laughs> That's that. That's a actually. good look. It kind of, well, I respect when <laughs> it's people, comfortable and sun conscious. I respect being in places where everybody is like, look at me, look at me, because you, then you never feel bad about people watching. Exactly. They're like, all want to be watched. They give you permission. They give you permission. But then I was also like, get me out of here at the end. <laughs> Um, well, we had two emails, two separate emails about the Denver International Airport. DIA, uh, baby. DIA. DIA. DIE, another DIA. <laughs> we could kick it off with Christina. DOA at yeah. the DEA. <laughs> let's, let's read Christina's, who, uh, who writes to us saying, so when you guys were talking about Velva Buzzsaw and Art That Kills People, I was immediately reminded of the demonic blue horse overseeing, protecting the Denver airport, which killed its own goddamn creator. Was the Denver airport ever addressed on the pod? Forgive me if I've forgotten. I get absorbed in the Stargate apocalyptic FEMA shelter theories now and then, and while I don't necessarily believe these stories, one cannot deny that there is something wrong with the Denver airport. Okay, bye for now. Um... Yes, the blue Mustang. Blucifer. Blucifer. So Blucifer is 32 feet tall and 9,000 pounds, I believe. (laughs) So that's already like just not really uh, right somehow. There's something very wrong about that. That is too big. It is made of fiberglass and uh, it's, yeah, it killed its creator. He had just finished the head. And it fell on him in his studio, and then his friends and uh, family and staff finished it for him. Holy shit. Against what may have been their better judgment. Uh, But (laughs) Denver Airport is also... Is just a mess, you guys. I didn't yeah. know Wait, any of this about Denver Airport. I, I do want to talk about Denver Air, Airport for sure because there's so much stuff going on there. But 
I want to encourage our listeners to look up a picture of you show the me blue the picture. Oh, please look at Lucifer. He has glowing red eyes. Yeah, correct? he has glowing red yeah. eyes. Oh God, it looks. <laughs> Like it looks like something from hell. And the head fall, like <laughs> It greets you at the airport when you're coming. You might be coming there with a lot of anxiety. It greets you at the gates of hell. Yes. <laughs> There's something very Ghostbusters about There's Lucifer. veins on his. He's sort of blue tinted. The, the picture in, on Wikipedia, it's at night. So he's like illuminated. So he's, yeah. he is blue. I mean, it's beautiful. I, is it? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty metal. It's sort of it looks like something at the beginning of like um like a distributor or production company logo at the beginning of a movie. Yeah, like, like the horse star. would rear up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like a tri-star horse. <laughs> yeah. And it's okay. very dramatic. So it was installed in two thousand and eight, so it's pretty yeah, recent. It's pretty new. Yeah. Um But this is just yeah. the tip of the iceberg yes. for uh, ice iceberg? Iceberg. <laughs> the tip <laughs> of the Langelier. Yeah, it's total Langelier. Did you guys know about Denver International Airport? No, I knew nothing. Some stuff. So crazy, super weird. It's like, Has anyone been there? I have. I don't I feel like I went before all the weird stuff was there, except like obviously the runway thing must have been there for a while. Well but, let's back up to yeah. let people know that, that one of the conspiracy theories is that the runways are in the shape of swastikas. Yes. Oh which is kind of like been de- people are like only if you really look to see that shape yeah. are they that way. If you want to see a swastika. In the way yeah. that all rectangular knots can sometimes be turned into swastikas because swastikas are taking rectangular knots. Yes. Yeah. And also like evil. Yeah. I mean it's like from an aerial view of <laughs> I anything. Almost bought some bed sheets on sale the other day that then I was like, you know <laughs> this well, pattern mm-hmm. is a little It's also yeah. like the ceiling at um canners is a little swastika y. I've never looked. Well that. yeah. Anyway, you can um, <laughs> my my friend Caleb, uh, they got married in a he and his wife Marie got married in a place in uh, Chatsworth that is a building you can rent that's owned by the city that's really cool but it's like an old an old timey California house and it is so old that it has a bunch of swastikas as a motif in one part. Oh no. wow, because it's like it predates it's the like Nazis, Buddhism. right? Um, yeah, and for the wedding they covered them all with post-it notes and it was oh very my gosh. cute. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you think that they would get those replaced if they were renting out the places of venue? Yeah. I think it's part. They're like it's a historic yeah, you thing, probably yeah, can. and yeah. there was like a time when it was trendy to put them in things because yeah. they were like it was a trend for like oh Eastern mysticism, right. yeah. But besides the swastikas on the runways, there's also um, there are gargoyles by baggage claim. There are secret bunkers apparently. There are some murals that people think are like tales of the apocalypse. Um, And at some point, a CEO took over Denver Airport and decided to, like, kind of play Play into it. Yeah. Enjoy it. that (laughs) There are conspiracy theories. And so they kind of showcased some of the theories, but not like the swastikas. Right. um, For instance. But yeah, people. Although how long until. Right. Yeah. Um, People also think there's like some kind of Freemasons connection and there's a lot of like right wing conspiracies about like lizard people in the bunkers and stuff. It's it's an interesting, interesting rabbit hole. Why Denver? I don't know. I think I've gone through a couple times, but I did get stuck there for an extended period of time when I was pretty young, like when I was 11 or 12. Were you traveling alone? Yes, I was traveling alone. So I really remember the Denver airport from that. I remember the smell of the Denver airport really, really distinctly. Were you riding a tricycle down the hallways? (laughs) Yeah, the hallways are bleeding. Oh yeah, kind of. It was before cell phones too, so I had to like use the payphone to call my mom and check in with her. 
it must have been before all this, at least the stuff that's really on the surface. Because now they have, like, because of the CEO who took it over, they have all these ads that are like, there's something, like, strange going on in Denver and, like, pictures of aliens and stuff um, on the, like, light-up, uh, like, billboard advertising spaces. What? Um, it's very, yeah. Have you seen these? No. Oh, my God. I've seen, I saw, yeah. when I started looking at it, but I started looking yeah. this morning, I was like, this is very strange I for feel an like airport. somebody sent us something about those ads a while ago. Mm. But then I, I don't know if we read it on air, but now, you know, Denver Torres to Bureau. It. Yeah. Hit yeah. up night call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Clearly we're. We will the, go to the Denver airport. The CEO, Kim Day, hit us up. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're right altitude. at the point where we're like, we would love a glamorous trip to the Denver airport <laughs> and a hotel on the yes. outskirts yeah. of the airport. If they have one that's like, Dream yeah, come true. on Wait, site, that would be great. What did it smell like? Um, it, it's a smell I associate with like other kids' houses. Oh, when, I, yeah, it's other kids' house. Smell, it's a smell which is of a another known kid's thing. house. I, every once in a while, I'll, I'll smell something like that and think of the Denver airport. It's just, I wonder if it's mildew. It's sort of mildew. Yeah, yeah it's a little musty. Yeah. Are there other haunted airports? Have you guys ever? This isn't about haunted airports, but it's one of my favorite airport-related ephemera things. The um, carpets for airports website. No. Oh yeah, where it just documents all the different yes. carpet patterns yes. in the airport, and Ooh. people write little yeah. essays about the carpets on it. Please look it up. It is such a good website. Is it, what like is it? Carpetsforairports.com. I think it's carp- yeah, and they play. It's like this sort of live globe, uh, like a three D mm-hmm. sort of. So you can kind of spin it around and then pick a different airport. It's yes, like and, ASMR. Yeah, yeah. But you know. Who who co-runs this website? Uh, Hugh Dancy, the actor Hugh Dancy. What? I'm uh, yeah. This is I, apocryphal. No, no. Really? Like I think it's him and somebody else. Huh. He must um, do a lot of airport carpet. That's amazing. Yeah, but it's it's so good, and then it really makes you anytime you're at an airport, like look down at the at the carpet and think like this was a choice. Because of course, all these big like institutional places, mm-hmm. there's nothing that's not thought about in them as far as like you know just like. The, creating like a a, a that's, mood yeah, that's or what like makes the, it so yeah. scary yeah because it's all meant to like pacify like what, the entire environment what is the longest you've ever been trapped in an airport oh my god so long i i spent i think it was like 18 hours or something in philadelphia <gasps> in college where it was one of the things where they keep delaying the flight incrementally yeah. so that they wouldn't like so you get can't just leave hotel. yeah and oh that was god. also pre I, it wasn't pre-cell phones, but it was so long that eventually we were just, like, using pay phones. And, right, because like, your phone card. had died. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my friends, we were coming back from spring break, and I had pneumonia. <laughs> it was really That's horrible, awful. you guys. And all I wanted was a cheesesteak, because I was like, I'm in Philadelphia. <laughs> Even the airport will have a cheesesteak. You and pneumonia, and you want a cheesesteak. It was like we got there. And oh, everything was like open. about to close, and then oh nothing God. was serving cheesesteaks until after we had left. It was a nightmare. That's brutal. What about yeah. you, Emily? I don't know. I was. I recently had like a layer where I knew about that was long. That was something like six or eight hours in Minneapolis. But I, yeah, I'm, I, I feel like there must have been other ones that were longer that I've blocked from memory. Yeah, that were accidental. Like where I just got stuck. I believe Dallas Fort Worth is my most hated airport. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Makes sense. That's that one. Is, That's its own city. It's its own city, and like that was the one where I probably got stuck at for the longest, and it mm-hmm. made me realize just like we'll never be able to live in space. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how big you make the bi- the biodome, it's never going to be big enough, yeah. and you just want to be outside so bad. 
I have to say that I could stay at Logan in Boston for a long time. I love the Logan Airport. They have illegal seafoods. Like, I, I'm just very fond of Boston in general and feel yeah. very at home there. I found the people very nice. I could have chilled there forever. Philadelphia was not, not <laughs> to those not standards good. at all. Hey. Yeah. I've been to the – yeah, I've been to all these airports. I can't remember. I must not have spent – long enough in them <laughs> to make an impression. They all do blend together. Yeah. And that sort of placelessness is what makes them sort of nightmare places. Yeah. So guys, getting back to the night calls real quick, I'm just going to read an excerpt from the other night email that we got regarding um, Blucifer. Blu- regarding Blucifer. Um, this one comes from Austin. They mentioned the fact that a lot of people want Blucifer removed. But he says, he or she says, the whole killer art thing is, of course, very sad, but it's fascinating, too. It's easy to read into into it as an idea of artistic hubris. Also, it is how the Kim Cattrall movie Mannequin should have ended. I'm from Colorado originally, and on reading the Wikipedia article, was surprised to learn that it was only erected when I was in college. It feels as essential to DIA as our conspiracies about lizard people living in the tunnels underneath the airport, which, of course, are part of the branding of the food court renovations there. <laughs> Wait, are they suggesting that the mannequin should have killed the guy at the end? Because I agree. I mean, yeah, that's all of a sudden a much better yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's Ex Machina. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I guess the thing that's troubling about them leaning into the leaning is into that the a guy was murdered by the well, thing? yeah, like a guy was murdered for one, and two, it, like again, it goes against this entire thing about like the the, the pacifying nature, right? Of like our what airport. an airport's yeah. supposed to you're do. You're not supposed to be thinking about anything creepy because it's so close to being creepy already. Right. It's like how they it's edit so out unnatural. stuff about plane crashes on movies on right. planes. Wait, yeah. do they? Yeah, yeah. On yeah. all, still and now in yeah. this day, really. I mean, Especially after 9-11, they did. Yeah. Wow. But then I feel like they just always do. They just take out the mentions of it because they're like, don't think about it. I um I feel like I'm a connoisseur at this point of the safety videos of different mm-hmm. airlines, um, which are the more more troubling, the more cute they try to be. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys ever flew Virgin America. Oh, <laughs> they have, yeah. Uh, R.I.P. But the the big like musical number one, which was their last uh, safety video before they, I think they shut down. Uh, that one with like, yeah, because it has like a rap in the middle of it. It has like robot dancers. Yeah, that and one's stuff. horrible. Yeah. But then there's still like, you still a woman putting an oxygen mask on a small child yeah. in yeah. the middle. As their plane plummets to yeah. the earth. Uh, I always thought, think, think of Fight Club. Yeah. yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. I always felt like Virgin America's vibe was like not not right. Well, it's for that yeah. same reason that it's like not soothing, it was sort of like it's a party plane. And yeah. I was like, I don't want to be on a party plane. <laughs> I like the purple lights. That's it. Like, yeah. I didn't even like that. It was like made me feel a little giallo-y. Well, the, it also had the thing of... Um, it had the thing of the the messaging between the seats, mm. like and now which they made. Alaska has that too because yeah. they took over the Virgin. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that always like it felt like it was given to you with kind of a wink of yeah. like, hey, like you can go say hi to that sexy someone in row thirty two. But uh, somebody on Twitter recently posted that. Uh, I think it was on a plane. I'm pretty sure it was on a plane. And it was like the Diet Coke was the beverage sponsor or something. And so the the napkins that they gave out with the drink said, like, here's a space to write your number down for somebody. Uh, 
which is like so it was not received well no it was not received well i mean like Like, again like it's the thing of like it used to be fun to to be on planes and you used to get horny on planes now i can't think of a less horny no look at those bathrooms the mile high High club makes so much more sense if you're thinking of like a two-story plane with a piano with a piano piano is important staircase yeah yeah speaking of terrible flights now getting more into air travel, not so much air uh, airports. Um, we have this call from Matt, who writes us saying, uh, after listening to Tess talk about air travel in the most recent episode, I was reminded of a story a teacher told our class about a ghost, the night call memory connection, seen by a flight attendant on an Eastern Airlines flight. All I could recall was that the ghost appeared in the oven used to warm up meals and warn the F.A. about a potential fire. Uh, I think FAA. Uh, I did some light Googling and sure enough, found that story and several others about the ghost of Flight 401. The short story is that Eastern 401 crashed into the Everglades in 1972 and the pilots of the flight were spotted multiple times by several witnesses over the following years, especially on planes that had been fitted with parts salvaged from the crash. Eastern eventually had to remove all of those parts and the sighting stopped. I hope you found this as interesting as and spooky as I found it. Love the pod. Uh, oh, boy. So news to me that you can use salvaged parts from a crashed plane. Such a bad idea. First of all. <laughs> Such a bad idea. Uh, this is a totally new story to me. I'd never heard of any of this before. This is wild. So, um, yeah, this, this plane crashed in the Everglades in 1972, and the pilot's name was Bob Loft, and the flight engineer's name was Don Repo, which also <laughs> like, how can names. this be real? The Repo Man? Loft? Bob Loft? Loft? Come on. Loft. Repo Man? Loft blog. Um, so they were two of the people who died. There were 101 people who died and then, uh, you know, I think something like between like 30 and 70 survivors. So... It was the weirdest thing reading about this is that there were people who would call the flight attendants over on flights that were in planes with the salvaged parts. And they'd be like, there's a woman sitting next to me and her like her eyes are closed and she looks very sick. And then the flight attendant would come over and there'd be no one there. Or they'd say like a man just came over and started talking to me. And these were these people were credible. Like Mm -hmm. they say, I don't remember where I read this, but it said, um. Although Eastern Airlines refuses to discuss the matter, researchers have interviewed numerous individuals claiming to have encountered the ill-fated pair, the the Loft and Repo, on L-1011s. As the reports would have it, Loft and Repo have devoted their afterlives to watching over the passengers and crew of the planes. And the the testimonies are extremely persuasive. Many come from people in highly responsible positions, pilots, flight officers, even a vice president of Eastern Airlines who allegedly spoke with a captain he assumed was in charge of the flight before recognizing him as the late Loft. Ah! And apparently, like, (laughs) they say things sometimes, like the apparitions will be like, I will never let another crash happen or like, I will protect this plane. Ah! Well, it sounds like they're friendly ghosts, at least. No, they're very friendly. Yeah. They're good ghosts. Yeah. It's just like, I, yeah, it's one of those things. The more credible it is, the more it's like, oh, a person who's probably like as on the straight and narrow as you can possibly be. Um, <laughs> in response to our plants having ghosts question, somebody said, oh, I thought your question was, do plants have ghosts? Like have souls. Oh, right. And then they were like, the ghosts are the oxygen. <laughs> that they make that we all breathe we're all breathing breathing it's the singularity (laughs) we're all one mind explosion (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, no, this the plane thing is what. So when is the last time that people were uh, having sightings of this? Or is it is it mostly? Are there any reports? Recently? recently, that's a good question. I thought that the reports stopped after they removed the salvaged parts, but maybe yeah. not. Huh. Also, Eastern Airlines doesn't exist anymore. Was it only Eastern Airlines flights that were haunted, or was it like other? It may have been the just particular type of just, plane. I think yeah. it was mostly Eastern, though. It's it's hard because it's all kind of collected on these websites yeah. that are like. You just really want to believe the story, but they're not super specific. But I oh yeah, know, it was other Eastern air, Eastern aircraft. Only Eastern yeah, aircraft. yeah. And now in they a don't way, exist I'd be anymore. so psyched to have like a good ghost on the airplane. Yeah, keeping Keep it up, up that plane. A good gremlin on the wing. <laughs> yeah, I still make Molly text me before I fly to keep the plane up. Yeah, <laughs> she do. doesn't. I'm like, oh. I keep it up with my thoughts. Yep. <laughs> Well, speaking of plants having feelings, I think that we got a night call about a plant. I'm not sure it's paranormal. It's probably static electricity. But one time I was walking in a carpeted area and I was near a plant and the plant leaf unfurled, shocked me, and then furled back up again. So that was a negative experience with plants. <laughs> probably wasn't paranormal, but you never know. Bye. <laughs> I was very excited to hear this because I don't know if you guys know about the quote-unquote sensitive plant, the mimosa. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm obsessed with the sensitive plant. Yeah. Do you know about this plant? No, well, tell me. It looks like a fern, kind of. Yeah. Um, the, it's really pretty. It's I a beautiful, love It's a very delicate yeah. plant. And if you touch it or stroke it, it, it like oh, Venus flytraps kind yeah. of. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because it's like not totally understood why. Like it's it doesn't really protect it. From right. a predator, um, and it's not—it's not a carnivorous plant either. It's no, not like yeah, it's not trying bug. to trap you. It's, it's just, just yeah. emo. Yeah, it's an emo plant. They had them at Home <laughs> Depot, and they were marketing them as emo plants. And I was like, I will buy one. And then, Wait, unsurprisingly, really? it died. Yes. Oh my god. Maybe it's a ghost. I think it probably was like I—I it, I put it where the jasmine were. It was just sitting on the ledge right above the jasmine that mm-hmm. died. So definitely I'm just saw, saying. Saw wow. Ghost. Yeah. I definitely think plants uh, can think and feel. And there's footage of, like, plants doing things in kind of slowly. But I remember seeing some footage in a documentary of a plant, like, it was like a parasitic plant. And it went up to other plants and it could recognize whether it was in their family or not. And if it was in their family, it would be like, nope, and, like, move on and then eat some other plant instead. Really? Yeah, it was amazing. Huh. Uh, I wonder what plant that was. I will find out. I used to, I did a post about it once a million years ago. This all just reminds me of like Poison Ivy from from Batman. From Batman, <laughs> yeah, Justice, Batman and Robin. Justice for Poison Ivy. I know. Uh, yeah, I just love. She's like a good eco-terrorist. Right. Mm-hmm. She just wants plants to rule the world again. Which like, I really noble, agree strongly with. No, no- Molly. <sighs> what happens to us? No. Human extinction project. Yeah. <laughs> I love Poison Ivy and I love anytime there's like a monster or villain of the week on Sailor Moon that's like like plant oriented because it's always like a little like creepy vine that'll like plant <laughs> monsters are scary uh little shop of horrors yeah so good terrifying yeah it's really terrifying yeah. i have this problem where when i start thinking about if plants have souls and see ghosts and can hear and stuff because i 
like adopt a lot of plants. Like if anyone's giving away a plant, I'll just like automatically take it. Mm -hmm. But then you run into a problem because you need eventually to like get rid of some plants to take care of the plants that need more space Mm -hmm. and to just like give away your plants. And then they come back. Right? Yeah. Like the brave little toaster. They're like, don't throw me away. Please don't get rid of me. I'm an object. Yeah. It's kind of shocking there hasn't been a Pixar movie about this. Like, well, to make wait you feel a sec, sad not about. yet. Yeah. But we just cooked up something. I know. Now we're cooking with fire. <laughs> I feel like that's all. Like, anytime I'm just like dunking on Pixar, it's just like thinking of the next anthropomorphic thing it can make you feel bad about. Mm-hmm. Like, what well, about women? Hey. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, that'll never happen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like, I feel like their entire business model is like making you feel bad about or like imagine feelings on things that don't have feelings. Well, that's kind of like the why I feel like the time was right for Marie Kondo is because it's been so many years of anthropomorphizing objects uh-huh. and she's like, great, they are, they do have souls and feelings, but now you just tell them, yeah. like, go away. Yeah, and I they saw will. a good argument for her that was saying that it was all Shintoism, where it was like, yeah, all your stuff does have a soul yeah. and that's why you thank it you thank and it. bid it goodbye Yeah, it's fine. The interesting thing in Japan is that, like, people don't, um, like, like used stuff or, like, uh, taking stuff to secondhand stores is kind of, like, a more recent phenomenon mm-hmm. because people just don't generally buy secondhand stuff because they, they like, because of the sort of Shinto beliefs of, like, the energy and, like, the the previous life it's had. Yeah. Um, but I think people are doing it now more just because of the economy. But, like, but because of, like, also that people imbue this the, the stuff in their objects, people take really, really good care of their stuff. So, like, yeah. if you do go to a secondhand store, it tends to be really good condition. But I I feel like we could use a little more of that in our culture. <laughs> I'm kind of into the idea of getting something secondhand and getting an influx of other vibes. The only problem is being able to, like, read a vibe, which right. is not yes. my strong suit necessarily. I don't know. I feel like I have a pretty good read on vibes of clothes. Like, like where you can picture the clothes having been maybe it's like worse for like harder objects yeah but softer ob- objects that are more absorbent i feel like i can read the they energy. absorb the vibes <laughs> yeah i can checks sense out. them checks out i mean almost all the clothes i buy are used so i better be good at reading vibes. <laughs> have you ever had a haunted clothing item I think I have. Yeah. I had a real I had a jacket that I lost at a um nightclub in Providence Rhode Island. And uh, it that jacket that jacket was a secondhand jacket. It was like it was from um, I think the store was called Ragtime and it was on Thayer Street. And I remember like I got it and then it just like it kept falling off the hanger. And I was like, that's annoying. And I'd like zip it up and the zipper would kind of slide down and fall off the hanger. And then eventually I lost it and felt like it like wanted to leave. <laughs> so I just let it go. But it did have a bunch of cash in it, which I was very oh, I mean, that's man. such a dick move of a jacket. But. Yeah, I feel like coats tend to have them hold on to the most I energy. think so. Maybe things with pockets. You, well, also, you wear coats so much more than you wear any other one article of clothing, except for maybe jeans. Well, I have a coat that's come into my life that was not pre-owned, but I like... I have a coat now that I did not pay for that I feel like maybe has some bad juju on it because of the way that I... I acquired it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you explained it to me, and it's fine. It's fine, you but I feel take guilty. It from a murder I didn't take it from anybody. Somebody gave, Somebody it, to gave you. it to me, but it's like it's like I don't know. It's like a yeah. Anyway, but but I also you feel guilty that you didn't like 
earn it with your brain. Yeah. But it's fine. It's fine. You but didn't <laughs> I didn't earn it, earn it other, other weirder way. But I also picked up a jacket once at um, at Bar Stella like a few years ago when I lived here. And I tried to I tried to return it back to the bar and they were like, like, I, like, we don't have any idea. You should just like hang on to They're it. Like, or, that person hasn't been here yeah, in a hundred years. <laughs> this jacket this is bar from, was never here yeah. at all. But I so I had I like they, they were just like, you should just keep the coat. And so I had it. But then I just got this really bad feeling about the coat. Like I shouldn't. It fit me and it looked, it was like not a coat I wouldn't wear, but I just didn't, I felt like I should not have it. Yeah. So I think I gave it to somebody else. Uh-oh. Chain letter. <laughs> I know. Uh, it, it it chased them. But uh, yeah, now, I don't know. Now I'm thinking about the Sopranos episode about a jacket. Which one? There's one where somebody gives Tony a jacket and then finds out that he's like gave it away. Oh. Oh, I do kind of yeah. remember this. What yeah. kind of jacket was it? Was that, it like a, leather a leather jacket? jacket yeah, yeah. It's like something he would never wear. Yeah. But then it's like he sees, the guy sees like Tony's maid wearing it or something. Oh, right. Yeah. Coats have baggage, man. They do. <laughs> also purses. Yeah. Definitely had some secondhand purses that were not meant to stay with me. It's really hard to get rid of purses. It's I find. impossible. I, I go through, I change purses all the time. I mean, do you throw them away? I just buy cheap ones and then when they wear them through, which I like always do, I mm-hmm. just move on. Oh, I move on from them, but I think I find it hard to give them away. I am, like, it's a very, it's such a touchy yeah. thing. Mine gets so gross, I'm just ashamed. I don't want to be like, right, there's that too. <laughs> there's well, crackers. I, I had this. This purse I didn't wear a lot, so it was in pretty good condition, and I had to get rid of a bunch of stuff because I was having some kind of like panic-induced move or whatever. And I remember leaving a box of stuff outside of out of the closet, like when I was like driving this U-Haul truck, and then like rounding the corner, and like a homeless person had already picked up the purse and was it was like walking off with it, and it was like the it was like seeing like yourself like. From a, it was like well, that's good that you know. saw that somebody t- no got yeah. it. that makes yeah. me feel really yeah. good like I feel like somebody should I do have that it so- I sometimes just leave stuff out yeah where mm-hmm. I'm like somebody will take it and but yeah. haven't not- you ever left something big out and then watched as no one takes yes, it of course. and like burrum started my friend left a couch yes. out and I was couch. like oh what, what is that couch she was like you don't want it it's been in the rain for like three weeks now. it's so oh. awful but I was and like, like somebody yeah. will use it no but people do curb alerts and then like you can see people kind of slow down and look at the couch and be like nah. <laughs> Somebody sad left it. a copy, a now like waterlogged copy of Art of War outside of my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> that, like that was there mm. as of the time that I left uh, the other day. Curb uh, alert outside, Emily. I, know, I, I kept wanting to take a picture, and then it was so cold out. So now, like it gets so cold out that my phone just just shuts down. Yes, in the yeah. cold. Uh, so I was going to take a picture of it for Instagram and just say somebody lost, but then it was not meant to be. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, take care of your stuff and take then and then stuff. ensure that it has a good home. Don't waste stuff. And if you have a story about a haunted object, a bad juju item of clothing or anything else, sensitive plants, weird plane flights, please give us a call at 24046-NIGHT. We do not have any kind of personalized outgoing greeting. Leave your message anyway. That's the right number. You can also email us at nightcallpodcast at gmail.com. And while you're at it, you may want to follow us on social media, Nightcall Podcast on Facebook, Nightcall Podcast on Instagram, Nightcall Pod on Twitter. 
And subscribe to us if you haven't already on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. Keep up on all things Night Call. Um, And yeah, we'll be back next week. Oh, also, if you have any ideas of things that you would like Night Call to look into doing, like a book club or recommendations, hit us up with some suggestions because we're planning some fun ways to... We're expanding our empire. Exactly. (laughs) We're expanding our empire. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. 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 Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.